Good morning. My name is Kelly Womack. I'm the pastor of leadership development here at Christ Community. And it's always a joy to be here with you. Today is no different. Um, we have just started into a new series last week. Derek led us into this Live by the Book series. It's an 11-week series based on reading the Bible and learning how to read it and understand it and how it applies to our lives. We have joined with Right Now Media which is um, a new partner in ministry, as we like to call it. And we have um, done weekly plans for you to look at videos that will take you through each day. There's a different video and a different book of the Bible for you to discover. How many of you have actually done Right Now Media and been watching the videos so far? Raise your hand. Okay, good many, yes. If you haven't, it's not too late. Um, I've been watching them, and honestly, you might be a little afraid. You might think, well, I don't have time for a 45-minute video every day. Neither do I, and they're not 45 minutes. They're like six or seven. I think the, the most I've seen yet is nine. And so it only takes a few minutes of your time. But if you will go, if you'll download Write Down Media on your phone or your computer or your smart TV, and it's that too, and you go to Christ Community Church, you should be able to access our channel, and on that channel is the different weeks and the different videos that are available for you to view. So this week, we've gone through Genesis through Deuteronomy, the whole Torah, the whole Pentateuch we've gone through this week, the book of the law. And so um, it's been really good. We've heard lots of good feedback. I've, I've ran into a couple that said they were doing it for their daily devotionals. I know some families are doing it together. So I encourage you, if you haven't started yet, um, Go back. I guess last week's will only take you about an hour, and I'm sure many of you already spend an hour either on your phone or on watching TV. So go back and watch last week so you're up to speed. And today we're going to start in a new division of the Old Testament. If you'll see, we have a slide, and I want to thank two interns that helped put this together, Sid Johnson and Evan Amon. They did this slide for me. Yay! <laughs> They're really happy about that shout-out. So... Um, Divisions of the Old Testament. So we've, we started out last week with Genesis, and that's the law you'll see there. And today we're going to start with a historical book that comes right after Deuteronomy, and it's Joshua. And then we'll go through poetry and wisdom, major prophets, and minor prophets. So that's how the Old Testament is divided. We're going to try to choose a different book of every division to bring to you every week. So you'll kind of get a taste of every division and how the Old Testament is laid out. So... I love that we're doing this. Absolutely love that we're doing it. I hope you're loving it too because I think the Word of God is not just a historical book. The Word of God is alive and active. And if we choose to read it and meditate on it and memorize it, it will go deep inside of our hearts and it will become part of who we are and how we live our life. And so live by the book does just that. That's what we're trying to to um, give you information so that, you know, some of us have read our Bible and think, that is so strange or not clear or I don't understand. And these videos that we have for you to watch really help, you know, make things a lot um, less complicated. They kind of put things together. I see it kind of like being in an airplane, 30,000 feet. That's what these videos do. They kind of give you an overview, a big picture, if you will, of a particular book. 
And it's, God loves it when we open his word and pull out a verse. That's awesome. But when we begin to look at the context and the big picture, it really helps the Bible flow for us. We begin to see the beginning to the end and, and what God was about and who he was. So today, we are going to start with Joshua. Um, Joshua is a historical book. You see that there. It's written from a prophetic standpoint, so that means that though it's based on writing history and letting us know about historical events that happen, it also has a prophetical standpoint, which means it points to the future in some way. In this particular book, it points towards Jesus, actually, and we're going to learn about that in just a minute. It shows us the covenant ways of God. Those of you who have been watching the videos, have you heard the word covenant? Raise your hand. Yes. In almost every single book of the Torah, God is, is about covenant. He starts with Abraham, and he goes through the Mosaic um, covenant with the Ten Commandments, and he keeps going. He is a covenant God, and Joshua shows that even more so. God's desire is to bless a nation and to show the other nations who he is and what he is about. He is a God who redeems. He is a God who rescues. If you've watched the videos so far, even if you haven't read all of Genesis through Deuteronomy, if you've watched the videos, you've seen that God, even when Israel is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, God goes in to rescue them because he's a merciful and loving God. Joshua shows that Israel's conquest of Canaan of the promised land and the fulfillment of God's promises. So, who is Joshua? I think we need to know that. And I've got a slide here. Well, Joshua means Savior, the name in itself. It's actually Hosea. Um, and Joshua was given this name because it means God saves. This is also the, the Hebrew word that Jesus came from as well. So we see that prophetic standpoint. Joshua led the troops of Israel to victory over the Amalekites. We see this in Exodus 17. He alone was allowed to accompany Moses up the holy mountain where the Ten Commandments were given. That's in Exodus 24. He stood watch at the temporary tent of meeting Moses set up before the tabernacle was erected. Exodus 33. And he was one of the 13 spies that were sent to the promised land, and only Joshua and Caleb were ready to follow God's will and take immediate possession of the land. All the others came back and said, it's too big, it's too much. And those two, Joshua and Caleb, came back and said, we've already been given this. God has already promised this to us. We can and we should do this. He was the Israelite leader after Moses, and he foreshadows the coming of Christ, and he is known for his deep Trust in God. In Numbers 27, 18, it says he was a man in whom was the Spirit of God. So, this is who Joshua is. And we begin today with Joshua 1, 1. Now, I have to tell you this, leading up to this time, if you have or you haven't watched the videos, you know that the Israelites spent about 400 years or so in Egypt. And then they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. And so this promised land that they've been told about, this promised nation that they've heard that they were, didn't seem like it was happening at all. And we start with Joshua 1.1. 1, 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people... 
Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to the ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous, Joshua. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's the first chapter of Joshua. Now you're probably thinking, does she know she was going to preach this today after the business meeting? And no, I didn't. I got this assignment I guess about a month ago, and I got Joshua, and I began to prepare and had no idea, but I'm excited to say that God knew, and God knew what we were going to be struggling with today, all of us, and so I'm just going to preach the word today, just exactly what it says. So I think the first thing we get out of Joshua 1.9 is this, to get ready. He actually says that, Joshua, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River. Get ready. Get ready for what? God's promise of land and success is about to come, come to pass. What they've been hearing about all these years is about to happen. God's presence is always with them. It's, he's always with us. He says this twice in the passage. He says it twice to Joshua to remind him, Joshua, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. In other words, you're not alone. You're not doing this on your own. So the Israelites knew how important the presence of God was. They did not want to go without him. Uh, We we think back in Exodus where Moses was called to lead the people of Israel and he began to make excuses for various reasons. And God says, finally, my presence will go with you. And basically Moses says, I'm not going to do this without you. Like I'm not. That's how important it was that God's presence was with them. And so God speaks to Joshua in this passage, and he says it two times. I am with you, Joshua. I'm going to be with you. Be strong and courageous. How many times does he say this? Several, okay? How many times do we need to hear be strong and courageous? I don't know about you, but for me, it's more than once. Because if I need to be told, be strong and courageous, I need to be told several times. Because that means I'm afraid and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And the Lord says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. That word strong there is chazak. It's the Hebrew word chazak. It means to fasten upon. And courageous means to be alert. And I think what God is saying here is, Joshua, you attach yourself to me and my presence That's how you get your strength, is through me and my presence. And that courageousness, that courage, 
is really just to be alert to see what God is going to, to do. So when we are called upon to be strong and courageous, it means grab hold to God with all you have and wait to see him work. Be strong and courageous. He continues to say it. And then he says something I think is great for our series here. He talks about the book of the law. Now for them, that's all they had then. For us, we have the entire scripture. And he says, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. See, we are to live by the book. He wants us to have it on our lips, to be able to speak it. We don't always have time to grab out that smartphone and scroll through and, yeah, here's the verse I wanted to show you. He wants us to meditate on it and memorize it so it comes out of our mouth when we speak. That's how much he wants the word to be important to us. And when we are going into our promised land or something that God has called you to or something that God has called us to and we need strength and courage, we are to attach ourselves to him and to his word. It is there for us. And when we read it and memorize it and meditate on it, it gets deep down inside and we are able to obey it. The last thing there is trust God. Get ready to trust God. See, the call to courage is really a call to faith. Believing God's promise would lead both to courage and obedience to the law. God's promises must be appropriated in the same way today by faith. When God has promised something to us, we have to have faith that he will see it through. We have to trust him. I'm going to skip to Joshua 3. There's a lot that goes on in chapter 2. I want to encourage you to go back and read chapter 2. It deals with a beautiful story of the prostitute Rahab and how God used a prostitute to fulfill his promises. So don't skip that, but i got to skip it today just for time's sake. Okay, I'm going to pick up in Joshua 3, verse 1. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the ark of the covenant, pass on ahead of the people. And so they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. And Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. Say that 13 times fast. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. 
See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. And now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand in a heap. I had to really pay close attention not to say Jordan. I said Jordan in the first service because we live in Columbus. But um, yes, Jordan, set foot in the Jordan. As soon as the priest who carry the ark of the Lord set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand in a heap. I picture it just standing straight up, the water just standing straight up and dry land in the middle, not mushy, not swampy, not muddy, but dry land. See, I think the next thing that the scripture is calling us to do is to go and stand. In the verses, it says, tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. It doesn't say when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, don't go in. It says go and stand. In other words, get on in there and then see what I'm going to do. I think the go and stand reminds us to follow God. He knows the way, one step at a time. We see that when he says, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Follow that Ark. Because the Ark of the Covenant is where the, the God was housed. The Spirit of the Lord was housed in that Ark of Covenant. And when he's saying, when it passes before you, follow it. And then you'll know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. There's nothing to be afraid of when you follow God. The next thing he says is Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I love this verse. I love this verse. It means, Israelites, set yourself apart. Consecrate yourselves. You are God's people. Pull yourself out of the disobedience and all the other things that are going on. Set yourself apart because the Lord wants to do amazing things among you, but he can't do it if you're just like everybody else. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. God longs to do the amazing in our lives. Take a step of faith. God commands them to step confidently into the river in order for them to gain what they've already been given. You see, this promised land, God did not say, now I'm thinking about giving it to y'all, but I'm not really sure. No, he said, it's yours. It's yours for the taking. Go. And there was a lot that happened in, that, in those first five books of the Bible that will tell you all the things they went through to get to this point. But God is saying, it's time. It's time. Go. Go and stand confidently. And then the last thing here, that obedience is necessary. Obedience to God is necessary. We cannot possibly do what he's called us to do without being obedient. 
So that's chapters 1 and chapters 3. We're going to fast forward all the way to chapter 21. I really did a lot there, right? Between chapters 3 and 21, there are several things that happen. In chapter 4, the Lord says, this is after they have passed through the entire nation. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000. If you were thinking it was like in the hundreds, no. It's a lot of people. A lot of people for that water to stand up like that. See, God wanted to show them who he was and what he could do and what he wanted to do for them. But they had to be willing to trust him. And so after they passed through on dry land, the Lord says, now go and gather stones and build a memorial because I want your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to know what I have done. Because see, Unfortunately, as Joshua ends, the book of Joshua ends and Joshua dies, we move into Judges and other books where they did not do what they were supposed to be doing. And so the Lord knows that and he's telling them right now, build a memorial because there's going to be a time when you're going to forget about me. Even though I've done so much for you, you're going to forget about me. So build this memorial so that when your children see it, they say, Granddad, what's that all about? And Granddad says, this, this is a reminder of when the Lord went before us and he allowed us to cross on dry land through the Jordan River to possess the promised land. That's what that is about. Now I ask you, what do you have in your life that reminds you of the faithfulness of God? In Joshua 21, it says this, verses 34 and 35. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. They took possession of it and settled there. That's important. We have to do that. We have to take possession and settle there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them, And the Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every promise was fulfilled. So the last slide is just really simple. It says this. God has been faithful. God is faithful. And God will be faithful. Nothing complicated about that. God has been faithful, he is faithful, and he will be faithful. We sing a song, or I grew up singing a song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. It says, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. For great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. And all I have needed, your hand has provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. I'm going to ask the worship band to come back out as we get ready for response time. That last song they sang before I came up to preach, it was 
perfect for this message. We sang about God is good. And we sang he's never going to let us down. He's never going to let us down. And I heard a lot of people engaging in that song. I was back in the back and I, I heard all of you. He's never going to let us down. What I, I, I want to ask us all, when we sing that, do we really believe that? That he's not going to let us down. You know, maybe you're thinking, you know, I don't know that I do. That's hard for me. You don't know what I've been through. And you're right, I don't. But I know this. That if we look back in some of our darkest moments, even if things didn't turn out the way we wanted, God was so faithful. He's so faithful. And if we look for God in the day-to-day, Every day we say, God, show me how you're faithful. He will show us every single day. He will give us a glimpse, and even more if we ask for it, of his faithfulness. Every day, his mercies are new every morning. And how do we know that he's going to be faithful in the future? Because he has been. And he continues to be. And he is a God of covenant. He fulfills his promises. When he says, I'm going to be with you, he means I'm going to be with you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can we put our trust in a God who is faithful? Can we sing, you're never going to let me down. And really believe that. As I pray for you this morning, if you struggle really believing that, that you ask the Lord, Lord, show me my unbelief. Help me to believe that you're never going to let me down. Show me how you've been faithful in the past. Show me daily how you're faithful in in, in my life. And let me look toward the future knowing that you're never going to let me down. That you will be faithful. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward quickly. This morning, you may be struggling with a multitude of things. The altar is here for you. God's presence is here. Maybe you're struggling with what we just talked about. Maybe it's hard for you to believe that God will be faithful in your situation. Come to the prayer altar. Have someone pray with you. God wants you to believe in Him. He wants you to believe Him. He is faithful, beloved. He is faithful. Let's sing.
cause my faith to arise. Stand at attention, for you are calling me to greater grace. You will lift my head above mighty things. You are able to keep me from stumbling. And in my weakness, you are the strength that comes from within. The shepherd of my soul, take my hand and lead me
I encourage you this week, if you haven't done Right Now Media yet, do that this week. Get into his word. Let his word remind you of his faithfulness. If this is your first time today or your fifth or 15th and I haven't met you yet, I would love to get to know you. I'll be back at the welcome desk. So you be blessed. Have a great week in the Lord. Amen. Into the wild and don't.